0: Despite the witches' fearsome legacy, are thousands again practising the ancient arts of witchcraft. I like the name witch. And all of a sudden, I came under such witchcraft, such demonic attack, I'm like, what is this? And the reason for this chaos and violence was witches. Welcome to Salem, a podcast about witches and all that surrounds them. My name is B Jamison, and I'm a writer and practicing witch. On this week's episode, I'll be looking into the ideals of witchcraft and those who practice it. Whether you yourself are a witch, are thinking about becoming one, or are just a curious sort, modern witchcraft can be a confusing thing to navigate through. There are many different types of witch. There are those who identify as pagans and wiccans, and those who don't. There are those who believe in a singular god and goddess, or those who believe in all sorts of deities. On this episode, I will cover different witches and what they believe, as well as touching on the different witchcraft affiliations. But please remember, there is no one path in witchcraft. There is no one way to do things. If it harms none, do as you will. Every witch's path is her own. Let us first look into the organised, officially recognised religion of Wicca. Wicca is a pagan religion, with its followers referring to themselves as either Wiccan or witches, and sometimes both. The vast majority of this information from this episode regarding Wicca is thanks to sacredwicca.com, which is an amazingly extensive resource for anyone interested in Wicca or witchy things. Wicca is the craft of the wise, and is sometimes referred to as pagan witchcraft, as the word Wicca comes from the Old English word for witches. Wicca tends to follow along with the ideals of the Horn God and the Triple Goddess, the masculine and feminine gods who represent the balance of the earth and the universe. The image of the horn god can be abrupt for some people to look at, as the Christian image of Satan and the devil was taken from the pagan horn god. Let it be known that Wiccans are not the same as Satanists, and the horn god is not the devil. But we will look into Satanism later in the podcast series. But the horn god does not exist without the triple goddess. The Triple Goddess represents women in three stages of their life. These stages coinciding with the phases of the moon. The Triple Goddess is represented as the Maiden, the Mother and the Crone. It is believed that the Triple Goddess's movement through the phases of life causes the seasons to change with her. The Maiden represents the youth, enchantment, birth, new beginnings and the waxing phase of the moon. She is represented by the colours white and pink, which are associated with purity and newness. The maiden is seen as a symbol of virginity, but not in the sexual sense. The maiden is her own person, free of any restraints. She knows the power of her sexuality and chooses what she does with it. She answers to no one, the ultimate independent woman who is seen in all forms of wild flora and fauna. The maiden is the girl as she is born up until she moves into the next stage of her life, and therefore the triple goddess's next phase, the mother. The mother represents knowledge, protection, nurture, stability, fertility, and sexuality. The mother is the full moon, which can be associated as her full pregnant belly. Her color is red to represent menstrual blood, the blood of childbirth, and the life force that runs through each of us. The mother turns the wheel of the seasons. She is Mother Earth. She is considered the divine creator as the universe is her child. The mother teaches responsibility for one's own actions, discipline and patience. Her magic and guidance allows followers to live free from addiction, excess or self-harm. As time passes, the mother becomes the crone. The crone is seen as an elder. She is a wise woman, a witch and a matriarch. The crone is the ruler of the spirit realm, goddess of death, wisdom and guidance. She is represented by the colour black and the waning moon. The Crone is often misunderstood, as she is representative of death. But without death, there is no life or rebirth. Death is an important aspect of life of which all people share. Death of family, friends, lovers, pets, and eventually of self. The death of winter leads way for the birth of spring. All is a cycle. The Horn God too has three aspects infant, adult and elder, as represented by the stages throughout the year. It is a complicated story to tell, so I will now read an excerpt from the Green Witch Tarot Guide by Anne Mora, explaining the way in which the Horn God and Triple Goddess came into being. be. At Yule, the mother births the god, and at Imbolc she transforms into the maiden as the infant Oak King changes into a vigorous youth and strong ruler of the Wildwood. They unite a Beltane and rule as Lady and Lord of Nature. At Litha, the Oak King weds the Goddess, impregnates her, and transforms into the Holy King, the Wise Sage, heralding the start of the Dark Season, which lasts until the Oak King is reborn at Yule and the Holy King departs. The patterns of the god are revealed in the sun and the seasons of the earth, and during the Dark Season, the god is also the leader of the Wild Hunt and the Lord of Shadows, ruling the Underworld. During the light season the God is also the Lord of the Wildwood, the horn God of Fertility and Power, and the Green Man who awakens the earth at Ostara. The Goddess is the Maiden of Ostara, the pregnant mother at Mabon, who gives birth to the God at Yule, and the Crone of Winter in the Barren Land. At Samhain the Goddess and God reunite in the Underworld, the Land of Shadows, and make thin the veil between the worlds, allowing spirits to pass to and fro. The patterns of the goddess are revealed in the lunar phases of the waxing, full and waning moon. And in the seasons of the earth, yet the roles of both the goddess and god are intertwined. They are one divine imbalance. The horn god is dualistic in his nature. He is the light and dark, day and night, summer and winter, and his two horns represent this. He is the sun to the triple goddess's moon. Wiccans believe in the duality and balance of nature, and their worship follows this. One of the most interesting parts of the Wiccan faith is the number of holidays celebrated by Wiccans, commonly referred to as Sabbaths. These holidays are placed on what is referred to as the Wheel of the Year, and they follow the seasons. Those in the Northern Hemisphere celebrate the opposite holiday to those in the Southern. Each holiday has its own rituals, spells, crystals, foods and symbols related to the celebration of the holiday and the season it falls in. Although these are pagan Wiccan holidays, they are not exclusively celebrated by those who identify as pagans or Wiccans. As witches in general are in tune with the earth, many non-religious witches celebrate the sabbats also. The holidays are as follows. Samhain spelt S-A-M-H-A-I-N, is celebrated October 31st in the Northern Hemisphere and May 1st in the Southern Hemisphere. This holiday is considered Witch's New Year and is centered around honoring the dead and divination. It is believed that the veil between the living world and the spirit realm is its thinnest during this time. So it is the best time to attempt to contact the dead or spirits through tarot, a Ouija or spirit board, and other forms of divination. There is a focus on ancestors and the elderly. This is a time for overcoming fears of mortality and ageing and celebrating those who have passed on. Although it all might seem a little bit macabre, Samhain is considered to be a joyful time of fun and mischief and is the origins for modern day Halloween. Yule, or Yuletide, is the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year and is celebrated on the 21st or 22nd of December in the Northern Hemisphere and June 21st or 22nd in the Southern Hemisphere. Many Christmas traditions were, quite ironically, adapted from the ancient pagan Yuletide traditions such as the Christmas tree and the burning of a Yule log. Even Santa Claus is another version of the Holy King. This Sabbath focuses on domestic harmony, family and all that surrounds the home. Being that is the longest night of the year, it is a time for reflection and spiritual growth. There is a light at the end of this dark night, which comes in the promise of the days to grow longer from then onwards. Imbolc is celebrated on February 1st or 2nd in the Northern Hemisphere and August 1st in the Southern Hemisphere. Imbolc marks the returning of the sun and the end of winter. This is the time where the first signs of spring are seen and welcomed by the earth. The word Imbolc means fire in the belly, It is considered a very feminine holiday as it represents the fertility of the earth and the awakening of passion in the maiden goddess. Many Dianic Wiccans, which is a branch of Wicca that worship only the goddess and is exclusive to women, have their initiation ceremonies on this day. Ostara is pretty much Wiccan Easter. It is celebrated in the Northern Hemisphere on March 21st or 22nd and in the Southern Hemisphere on September 21st or 22nd. Ostara is the spring or vernal equinox where the day and night are of equal time. Easter traditions such as eggs and rabbits come from the pagan Ostara, as eggs represent new life and the rabbit abundant fertility. There is a strong emphasis on childbirth, children, young people and new beginnings during this time. Beltane is celebrated on May 1st in the Northern Hemisphere and October 31st in the Southern Hemisphere. Beltane is a major holiday in the pagan and Wiccan faith, as it is the true beginning of the harvest. And in all honesty, it's a day of sexuality, fertility and love, as the Sabbath focuses most on young adults. There is a focus on strengthening commitment in love, consummating of that love, and improving one's health. It is the full flowering of spring, a time for beauty and natural bloom. Litha is the summer solstice. Celebrated on June 21st or 22nd in the Northern Hemisphere and December 21st or 22nd in the Southern Hemisphere, Litha is the longest day of the year, and there is a strong focus on success, marriage, male potency, and those approaching middle age. Litha is a masculine holiday as it celebrates the sun, traditionally represented by a masculine god. Litha is often celebrated with bonfires and lighting candles to honour fire and the sun. Lamas is traditionally celebrated in the Northern Hemisphere on July 31st or August 1 and February 1st in the Southern Hemisphere. Lammas is the traditional first harvest, where all the food grown through the summer is harvested for those to eat. There is a focus on those in their 40s and 50s, justice, human rights and both personal and business relationships. As well as Beltane, this is a popular time for weddings and renewal of vows. Maybon is my personal favourite Sabbath, as it is the second harvest, the abundance of the crop, and therefore it is time for feasting. Traditionally celebrated on September 21st or 22nd in the Northern Hemisphere and March 21st in the Southern Hemisphere, Maybon is the autumn equinox. The nights are getting longer after this day. This is a time to get together with family, cook amazing food like apple pies and anything with cinnamon in it, It is also a time to complete tasks, mend any quarrels you may have, and make peace, as well as focusing on achieving financial abundance and fixing chronic health issues. Now that we have looked briefly into the organized neo-pagan religion of Wicca, we will now look at some of the branches of witchcraft that can be of Wiccan or non-religious witches. Witchcraft at its core is a practice which incorporates aspects of the earth and its energies, So remember that not all witches that you meet are Wiccan, and some probably have no worship gods at all. Green witches have a deep connection with Mother Earth, plants and animals, and nature itself. As each path is a witch's own, it is really hard to pinpoint the life of a green witch definitively. But many times she is not involved in any highly organised ritual or coven, but does all of her work by her own terms, honouring nature always. A green witch is highly in tune with herself and works towards cohesion with nature. The modern green witch draws many similarities to the wise women of old, as we touched on in the first episode of Salem. Green witchcraft is deeply integrated with the ideas of life and death and the celebrations of the cycles of earth. This particular path is highly practical, as those who practice are encouraged to become the best versions of themselves via meditation, taking care of the body and mind, loving oneself and others, and finding harmony within all aspects of their life. Green witches have a great knowledge of plants and herbs and their many magical uses. The green witch is, at her core, a naturalist and a healer. Hedge witchcraft is similar to green witchcraft in the way that they tend to prefer a solitary practice. A hedge witch spends much of her time diving into the spirit realm through divination and astral projection. She is a studious type, constantly communicating with other beings beyond the normal perception. She lives in the hedges between the physical and metaphysical world. Kitchen witches weave their magic into the foods they cook. A kitchen witch is the ultimate domestic goddess. Each spice and ingredient has a magical property and a kitchen witch knows how to use them. The magical food she creates is made with love for those she cares about to consume, and therefore have the charms transfer into their own selves. During the Sabbaths, most witches partake in some kind of kitchen witchcraft, as food is a major part of witch celebrations. Lunar and astrological witches harness the power of the moon and stars, basing their magic in astrology and the world above. Many witches believe in the idea of as above, so below, meaning that the stars reflect and predict the reality we see on Earth. Lunar and astrological witches live in synchronicity with the moon and her cycles, making sure to plan their spells at the most powerful of the moon's phases. Lunar and astrological witches are highly intuitive, empathetic, and connected to the world above. Eclectic witches take from all sorts of witchcraft to create their own individual craft, Eclectic witchcraft can be a mix of green, hedge, kitchen, sea, weather, storm, elemental, lunar, seasonal, urban and astrological witchcraft. As previously mentioned, each witch's path is her own and no two witches practice the same way. Some choose to practice alone, others seek out other witches to create or join a coven. A coven is a gathering of witches and depending on the group's dynamics, each meeting could be led by a high priest or high priestess. But again, This all depends on each individual and the coven they belong to. A coven can be as intense as an organised worship with leaders and set rituals, or as casual as getting together with your witchy friends from time to time to create more powerful spells. There is no wrong way to do it. We have touched briefly on modern witches and their beliefs, focusing on the neo-pagan Wiccan faith and branches of witch affiliations. On next week's episode, we'll be looking into the history of the tarot and their uses in modern fortune-telling and witchcraft. Thank you for listening to this episode of Salem. Until next time.